Thanks for downloading this episode of the Jock to Jock podcast presented by Rock 108 and sponsored by I'm on Communications. Experience the I'm on difference. I'm Brian Marshall. I'll be joined by Tori Taylor, number nine, your punter for the Iowa football team. Next. Welcome to the Jock to Jock podcast here on rock108.com and wherever you get your podcasts. I'm half of the conversation normally, but we've got a special guest who is joining us for this episode of Jock to Jock, winding down in the football season. Not only do we have Tori Taylor joining us, but Kate Safris from the Count the Kicks campaign. Kate, welcome to the show. Thank you so much. Glad to be here. So, Kate, you're one of the five original founding moms of Healthy Birthday. Can you talk a little bit about that for me? Yeah, absolutely. Um, Healthy Birthday is our nonprofit organization. Um, Most people know us for our Count the Kicks campaign, which is a stillbirth prevention campaign um, that teaches expectant parents to track their baby's movements in the third trimester of pregnancy. Um, We're the five of us are all from Des Moines. We um, all lost our daughters in the early 2000s. My daughter, Emma, was born with congenital heart defects, but the other four founders all had stillborn babies. And we were told it was um, rare, barely ever happened, kind of like winning the lottery, which isn't a great um, equation, right? But we started to talk about, is this really rare? started to look at the numbers and found that it's not rare at all. And we wanted to do something about it. When you guys founded the program and started getting out there, how hard was it to get the information out into the hands or into those that need it the most? Like maybe something that you would have needed earlier on in your pregnancy. Right. Absolutely. Well, um, you know, thinking back to, we really launched our campaign um, about 2006, 2007 is when we first started to, get the message out. And we actually, I should back up, we, we learned about a study in Norway where they had tracked their, taught their expectant parents to track their baby's movements in the third trimester. And so this was research-based, right? It was simple. It was easy. It was free. And we said, why don't moms know about this? This is easy. It costs no money, right? Just It's just learning to pay attention. And so the five of us really thought that we could just do it on our own. We thought, well, five moms, you know, we have powerful stories to tell and we're going to just tell everyone while well, the forming of our nonprofit was an integral part of that. Um, we also had to find people who would help us tell our stories, help us educate moms. One of the unique things that Hawkeye fans will appreciate is one of the first people to help us do that was Coach Ferentz. Wow. Um, in 2006, he um, agreed to record a radio um, PSA for us and talked about, um, you know, just like on football, every kick counts. We keep track of the statistics in football. And it's important to do that in pregnancy. And, um, you know, really, he said yes to five women that um, were really just getting getting started with our advocacy. We were very much deep in our grief. And um, him saying yes to us and agreeing to share our message was truly remarkable and something we are um, grateful for to this very day. So it makes it even more special that um, people like Tori are involved with us. Thank you. Thank you. You mentioned he's here with us, Tori Taylor, number nine, the punter for the Iowa football team. Uh, Tori, how did you guys get connected up? How did you guys find out about each other with uh, Count the Kicks? Uh, so, well, it first started out in oh, what would have been a, a couple of weeks into um, the season last year. And 
Raygun reached out to me and said, hey, uh, we're thinking of doing some T-shirts. Like, here's a couple of designs. Do you like them? And I said, oh, sorry, like, not really interested. I've never really been interested in the whole NIL stuff. Mm-hmm. As I've kind of thought it's always been a bit of a distraction. And on top of the fact that being an international um, student, I've never really been, well, I've never been allowed to kind of participate in any of that NIL activity. So I was like, I'm not going to worry about it. They reached out and I just said, oh, no. And then I kind of got talking to them again and he kind of just floated the idea out. He's like, well, would you be interested in sending it to charity? And I said, oh, yeah, sure. I said, oh, I'll be happy to send it to the hospital. And if you can think of anything else, maybe something um, not quite as big as the hospital. And he just, yeah, he mentioned that there was a campaign called Count the Kicks and um, I'd never heard of it before having only been in Iowa for about a year. Um, and probably had he never mentioned it, I probably wouldn't have even found out about it again, uh, even though Coach Ferrand has mentioned it a couple of times in team meetings, um, just the work that he's done. And then, yeah, it was oh, middle of September and uh, Mike just reached out and said, hey, like, we're going to do the punting is winning T-shirt. Um, we'll send uh, the money off to count the kicks. And I just said, oh, yeah, sure, like, sounds good. And um, this is no word of a lie. I honestly thought, oh, like, you know what, shit, if we can sell, like, a few T-shirts and, um, like, a couple hundred bucks here, there, or there, like, goes to count the kicks and, like, that's great, that's awesome. And then it was probably was it the Thursday leading up to the Kent State game? I made the announcement and my Twitter just went crazy. Like, absolutely crazy. Probably the craziest it's ever been. And I think that really showed, like, how much of an impact. Well, it really just showed the support from Iowa um, fans uh, just in general, not in, not only towards me, um, but just the rest of the um, state of Iowa and the um, Count the Kicks organisation. And then, that Thursday and Friday, people were like, oh, I'm so excited. Like, this is awesome. Like, I can't wait to buy one. I can't wait to buy one. And then, um, oh, it would have been about after a month. Like, I messaged Mark. I said, like, hey, Mark, just out of curiosity, um, like, how much money, like, do you think you've raised? And he's like, oh, we're still doing the calculations, but it looks like it's about eight or $9,000 just within the first month. And I was just like, holy shit. I was like, that, like, that is awesome. And then I remember, oh, it would have been, like December, kind of once the season had finished, I said, oh, how much money have we raised? And he said about $13,000. And I was just like, holy shit, like that is absolutely incredible. So from what started off as like some that I thought like might make, you know, like four or $500, I was like, oh, like great. Yeah, like the biggest thing to me was just like doing, I didn't want anything to be a distraction to me, but then kind of just like learning more and more about the organization and just kind of realizing what everyone had been through. I was like, you know what, like, this is this is awesome. And I think I said it in, um, like, the Big Ten Network came out. It's probably, like, the, the best thing that's happened to me, like, since I've been here. Like, and I'm not just saying that because Kate's on the on the line, but it, it really it really has been unbelievable. Kate, from your perspective and the organization's perspective, what does it mean to have Tori say, yeah, no, I, I'd like to do that? Oh, my goodness. You're not going to make me cry in front of Tori, are you? Probably. Okay. It's okay, Kate. It's okay. <laughs> you know, what's so remarkable about what he has done is that, you know, in the space that we're in, right, we, I lost my daughter 21 years ago, you know, nobody needs to care, right? Um, you know, we've very much gone on with our lives and had, you know, healthy children and um, lived productive lives and 
um, it, you know, I oftentimes we, the five of us say to ourselves, like, why, um, why, why do other people, why do, why do we still matter? Why do they still matter? And why did they matter, um, to people who never met them or didn't even know us? And, um, so it's really hard for me to, um, to really put into words what, what that's like to see, um, a young person, a young man, these athletes, and we can tell you about all kinds of other athletes who are following in um, Tori's shoes to take on a cause that they don't have to. They just, I guess that's as, as simple as I can say, they don't have to do it. There's so many things that they have to do and so many things that, you know, so many great organizations out there. Um, think of the time that these athletes are putting in um, mm. during the day to all of the work they do to entertain us on you know, a football field. Right. So the fact that Tori was willing to say, sure. And every time I text him with something, it's sure. Now I might get a little bit of shit in the process, Tori, a little, a few, you know, we, we have that kind of relationship now. Um, so if you're list your listeners have listened to Tori long enough that that, yeah. that won't surprise you. Right. Yeah, and I think, sorry, like on that, Brian, um, and for the people listening, like a lot of people like might think that like, oh, like Tori's like, oh, he's doing like this great thing for all those ladies in the organization. But like, I actually like really enjoy it. Like, I, I honestly like love it because there's, I, I don't think there's like any greater feeling in life is like when, and it's funny, like I was talking to um, a guy there like Aaron Cameron who used to play yeah. at Iowa and he was just kind of talking about, we were just talking about like, how can you, like add something to the world, you know, like there's, there's so many like guys out there, like there's all these athletes and whatnot. Like you look at all these guys, it's like, yeah, like they're earning their tens of millions of dollars, which is like great for them. But it's like, what are you actually like giving like to the world? And the biggest thing for me was that have like Kate and like the rest of the ladies and all those families, like had they not like been through, through any of that, I don't think it would be as important to me if that kind does that kind of like make sense. Mm-hmm. Like had none of them like lost a child or anything like that and were just like doing this for the kindness of their heart. It kind of, I don't want to like sound negative by saying that, but does that kind of make sense that like when someone's been through like so much hardship, it's like, like I know Kate and the ladies think, oh, like this is awesome what Tori's doing, but like I actually enjoy it just as much. And like I was, Kate was texting me last night saying, hey, like I've got some county kick stuff. Like, and as you can tell, like, See, I'm running. I literally, that's all I wear because I, I really, really enjoy it. And people always ask, like, I, I haven't got a massage before. And one of the ladies like, wow, I love your county kicks top. So, like, I personally actually enjoy it just as much, which I, which I think is awesome. And um, money to the side, it's been, like, fun for me too. And I know my, no, my parents have really enjoyed it too. And That was one of the things I was going to ask. Kate, you got a chance to meet Tori's family when they were here in Iowa, right? I sure did. I did. Yes, that was. Um, oh. Yeah, they they hated Kate, but that's all right. <laughs> I was going to ask what the conversation was like between you and his parents and how you put over Tori. I mean, I have to imagine that 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 I mean, they understand he's he's a great he can kick the ball far, but 
but to tell them about what he's done for your organization. Oh my goodness. You know, it's funny because I actually first um, kind of met them virtually because we had an event that Tori was going to speak at Mm -hmm. and this summer. And so I, his mom's face popped up on, you know, my suggestions on Facebook. And I thought, Oh, I should reach out and like, tell her how much this has meant to us, you know? And, but then, you know, you're like, oh, I don't know if she's going to think this is weird. Like, who is this person? Yeah, and tell and tell them what it's led to. There's a <laughs> fucking cutout of my mom in Kate's kitchen. <laughs> you want me to go get that? <laughs> no, I don't. So, isn't, yeah. that un- isn't that unbelievable? Anyway, Kate, sorry. I thought I just had to put that in there. Continue the story. <laughs> oh, so yeah. So I reached out. I really just wanted to introduce myself, say hi. And I mean, really long story short, I mean, I have a ticket. My whole family is going to Melbourne in March. That's awesome. Staying with the Taylors. Um, They are, I mean, the most incredible people. Um, We had the the best month while they were here. They became like family. And we have really fun text conversations every night. I mean, yeah, I feel like I've known them forever and Tori got into more than he really bargained for you know he <laughs> he's got all these extra Iowa moms now and then he's got this whole family you know like if you place. can provide him Australian chocolate he will he will he'll gravitate towards you oh oh absolutely <laughs> absolutely I had all kinds of Australian goodies that they brought us back so wait so, you're one of the few that have been able to sample some of the Australian chocolate in Tori's stash Oh, not in Tori's stash. Okay. Uh, hell Mom no, brought it serious? to me before because no, no, no. I Tori, I got I got Australian chocolate, I think, before even you. And Dutchie brought me some too. His friends brought me chocolate over. I mean, I, I've got a straight line to the Taylor family. I <laughs> one of the many beautiful things that have come out of this uh relationship for sure. If I'm to give you a pro tip that I've learned from the Marshall Exchange program, which is a segment that we do on the podcast between Tori and I, and I learn about if I'm to go to Australia, things that I should know, maybe not necessarily as a tourist, but definitely just make myself so I don't stand out as much. Uh, you Do you have young kids? Um, no, my youngest is 16. So the good news is, is that you won't have to watch Bluey. That would really tick <laughs> off Tori. Fucking TV, yeah. Anyway, God, Bluey, huh? Yeah. You know what, though? It's really fun to tick off Tori, if you haven't figured that out yet. It's one of my favorite things. Um, I met Tori. We went out for lunch. It was kind of a show meeting with him and Connor McCaffrey for this Jock to Jock podcast. Personally, I don't want to tick him off because I'm smaller <laughs> than he is. And I stand, you know, six foot, six foot one. But when I was with him, Connor, and uh, one of the other guys who used to play Iowa basketball, I felt like the little kid. So <laughs> I'm not I'm not ticking off Tori. He, he'd take me out. Um with the money that that Tori has helped to raise through the punting is winning T-shirts, uh, do you have a a total in mind right now? Or do you have any ideas of of what we're looking at for twenty twenty two so far? Yeah. So while well, Tori's done a couple of things for us, you know, the punting is winning shirts, and then Reagan had the I cheer for the punter shirts, which also benefited us. Um, and between that, and then also, I don't know if he shared what he's doing with every kit counts, but um, the He's got pledges from Hawkeye fans and um, who are pledged for every punt that he makes um, donating to his 
um, campaign. So between all of those things, he has raised, I mean, I need a final total here, but it, I'm sure it's not over. So I can't say final, but he's raised uh, nearly $50,000. Wow. Yeah. yeah. And that like, it's, yeah, it's just interesting listening to Kate say that. Cause that was the goal by like December 31st, like before we play the bowl game was like, oh, I really wanted to make sure that we got to $50,000. Cause yeah, it's pretty, pretty remarkable number. So it, yeah, I mean, I'll, uh, I'll have to reach out to Mike and um, from Raygun and see what the final number is. But I know like my every kick counts campaign, that's at about, I think just over $23,000 and, um, that's guys like some guys have made like massive contributions. Like Spencer Petrus made a six thousand dollar contribution. Wow. Um, Estella's ma- uh, made a couple thousand dollars contribution, mm. and then it's just it's really just people here or there. You know what I mean? Um, whether it's just donating a couple of dollars or like a dollar a point or something like that. And um, the beauty about being at Iowa is we punt a lot. So every every time I'm out there punting. Yeah, money's going to a good cause. <laughs> so although although it might not be good for the team, it's it's good for counter kick. And that money that that he's helped to raise on your side of things, Kate, how does that help out the mothers that you're working with? What what do you guys use that money for? Oh, you know, education. Every time, you know, the the beauty in all of this is that both the every time we do a podcast like this or, you know, have an article or anything, anyone watches that punting is winning shirt, right? We're raising awareness for count the kicks. Somebody asks what that is and we can direct them to our resources. Um, and then obviously, you know, the funding goes to educating um, parents all over the world about the importance of tracking their baby's movements. Um, it helps us support our app, which we is, um, free in all of our app stores. So we want to keep that free so that parents have that access, that there aren't any barriers. You know, we have to educate a new segment of the population every day because every day there are new moms entering that third trimester that need to know about Count the Kicks. So our work is never, ever done. What Tori's done is twofold, not only just in raising money, but the awareness it's created is beyond our wildest dreams to be honest with you that's probably been the most important thing for me is that um just being able to like use the platform as a student athlete to create awareness it's like to me it's never really been about the money or anything like that um because that stuff kind of just takes care of itself and um yeah it's great that people are kind of like going and buying a t-shirt because the money's going to a good cause but kind of like what kate said when you when you're buying the t-shirt and it's like when you see like, oh, punting is winning. It's like people know that like, okay, like that's going to count the kicks. And then not every person's going like, oh, what's count the kicks? But then, you know, there's always that odd person that might need it that goes, you know what, I'm just going to um, search what search what this is about. And I think like the, the biggest moment for me is like not only like helping the, the ladies and, and the families as well, because um, I know like the families are the face of the organization, but it's also the families too. And like even like meeting like little Liam last year was like a cool thing for me because it's like because you see so many like charities and things like that and you're like oh like where is this money going like yeah it's going to like research and, and all that shit but like seeing like firsthand like oh like this is this is what it's doing is awesome. It's my uh it's my Hawkeye shirt that I'm wearing this year. I'm wearing it right now while we're doing this. I mean, Good. No, I appreciate it. Kate, to raise the awareness and the education one more time, please provide the website where we we can find the app uh, for those that need it and kind of take it from there. 
Yeah, countthekicks.org is our website um, for that information for expecting parents. Um, you can also download our free app in the apps, all the app stores, Count the Kicks. Um, and then if you want to support Tori's campaign, our Every Kick Counts campaign, um, you can go to everykickcounts.com or you can go straight to his page, which is bit.ly forward slash Tori Taylor. Awesome. Now, normally I would separate, but because I know that the two of you have this working relationship that you've had for <laughs> over the time, normally I'd say, I know you're busy and you want to take on, but I'm going to invite you to stick around if you want to stick around for the remainder of the podcast. Oh, I I think I want to do that. Tori <laughs> may want me off there, but uh, <laughs> this could get entertaining. No, it's fun. No worries. <laughs> All right. So, Tori, let's get to it. The Wisconsin game. It's cold. There's a light snow falling. There's a Brian Marshall sitting in the stands, freezing his ass off. I'm running the stairs back and forth to the bathroom. How does Tori Taylor stay warm on the sideline during the Wisconsin game? Oh, oh, wait, I have something before he even talks. See the eye roll? Yeah. Tori, the Taylors cannot handle the cold. Let me just say the men in the Taylor family cannot handle the cold. Oh, shut up, would you? <laughs> Enough. Patty, kick her out, Brian. Oh, I got to kick her out now? Oh, yeah. sorry, Kate. Uh, I've seen it firsthand, yeah. so I want to see how he answers this. His dad was frozen at a high school football game, and we all just laughed. All the women just laughed and said, mm, and then I realized it's it's the men in the Taylor family. They can't take it. But we'll see how Tori answers this question. Okay. Well, in fairness to my dad, he goes swimming every morning in the winter, so I wouldn't say he's the soft one, but it wouldn't surprise me if he was only wearing a T-shirt and jeans <laughs> when it's 40 degrees outside. But, yeah, and flip-flops. So maybe that's the reason he was cold. But to answer your question, more directly, Brian, and I'm sorry that Kate interrupted. Um, it was, yeah, it was a little bit chilly. Probably the first cold game, like really cold game we've had for the year. It's, yeah, it's actually pretty warm on the benches. Like once those kind of things get fired up, you're actually very, very warm. And sometimes it gets too hot um, sitting on there for too long. So it was fine. But I was out there, I was out there a fair bit last week. What was it? Nine or 10 times. Yeah. So, yeah, it's it's pretty easy to, to stay warm. Um, on the sidelines, especially with all the benches and that going. So didn't have too many problems. It was certainly cold um, in the warm-up and, and all that. But, yeah, once the game gets going and the benches are fired up, you're all good. When you say benches are fired up, it's it's a heated bench with yes. hot air blowing on you too? Yes. Yeah, everything. Yeah, probably the warmest place in our you're, you're not messing around on that. Yeah, when the uh, snow no. started to kind of fall, and I think you came out for one of the punts, I, got, I kind of looked. I looked down to see what the flags were doing on the goalposts, and I said, okay, well, that ball could either be a rock or, or what's he going to do? And you nailed it. Yeah, yeah, there yeah we go. it was n not too bad. The ball um, the ball doesn't travel as far in the cold, which is frustrating, but not much you can really do about that. When you're out there on the field and Wisconsin, they were a tough team. Uh, offense, like you said, you punted quite a few times. What was your takeaway from the game? Not just a W, I mean, and I mean a win in this case. But to, to be able to face that team and overcome after so many years of having the Heartland Trophy somewhere else. Yeah, I mean, it was kind of a – it was a really, really strange game. Like, both offenses weren't really playing that well um, at all. And then Troop had the um, pick six for a touchdown. And, yeah, we, we blocked a punt early in the game too. So those were two probably contributing factors. But 
to answer your question, it was just a really, really bizarre game. Yeah, it was what what did we got? Fourteen zero and then they, they scored a touchdown with oh what a minute and a half to go and everyone's like, Well, that's not good. You'd kind of probably think that we were almost um down. Oh sorry, it was fourteen ten because they kicked a field goal. You'd, you'd almost think we were down by a couple of touchdowns with that late touchdown that they scored. But yeah, just really, really important win for us moving forward. So Kate, I, I guess I'll direct this question to you because both you and I have watched it as fans there at Kinnick. When we see them coming down the tunnel as the swarm to back in black and then come out to enter Sandman, pretty powerful when you're inside the stadium itself, right? Oh, my gosh. Incredibly powerful. I get chills just thinking about it. Yep. Amazing. I get a little bit of a tear in my eye when the team comes out like that. Tori, can you walk us through what it's like being a player coming in as the swarm? And feeling the stadium as you're coming down the tunnel, what's that like? Oh, I mean, it's it's a strange feeling. Like it's obviously you get goosebumps and all that, and it's pretty energetic. But this is going to be probably a f- pretty funny response. But so when we leave to go back into the locker room, what is it, 25 minutes or so before the game? Yeah. There's not many people in the stands, and I'm always thinking like, oh, like I hope it's a full stadium. Like I hope it's at full capacity today because like it's really important. Blah blah. blah. Like there doesn't seem to be that many people right now. And then, um, especially the Northwestern game a couple of weeks ago, because you're always like, oh, the Iowa fans always show up. And then it's like Northwestern, we'd lost a few games and it's like, oh, they're going to show up today. And then, yeah, you walk into the locker room and there's not many people there. And then when you walk down the race and you kind of just see everyone, you're just like, oh, holy shit. Like, yeah, this is going to be fun. And it's just a really, really bizarre feeling. Yeah, really fortunate enough. Um, to be a part of it, really. Have you ever been asked or would you ever take one of the front rows of the swarm heading on out just because of your position or would you just rather be in the back? No, so it's seniors at the front. Yeah, I just kind of just make my way down there and um, we kind of have to wait a minute or two and then once they give us the all clear to go out there, we all hold hands and run out there. So I'm usually in different um, parts of the swarm each week. I got you. That was my next question is like, who do you link up with? You know, who do you... Oh, whoever's there, honestly. <laughs> I'm no superstitious person about any of that. One yeah. of the coolest things that I got to watch being there with his family is, you know, you and I can talk about getting goosebumps, right? But imagine, like, never having the opportunity to watch your son play and oh. getting that after two years, right? So yeah. to be there with the Taylors and to watch um, his little brother Ashton watch <laughs> that swarm, I tell you, that is uh, that is a memory that will stick with me forever. It was the neatest thing. And I just wish I tried to take, they're probably tired of me taking so many videos, but I tried to take videos <laughs> so that Tori could see it because it was just like, I almost felt guilty experiencing that with them because it, it was just, it was so neat. So neat. At the end of the Wisconsin game, Tori, did you help lift the Heartland trophy? 72 pounds. Uh, no, I didn't. I didn't realize it was that heavy, but me and Ryan Gasonde, um, lifted the Nebraska game, what is it, the Heroes Trophy last year, and we copped so much shit for it because people were like, how can we let the two punters take the bloody trophy, blah, 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 blah. So, yeah, no, never done that again. <laughs> so this week it's Minnesota, and there's another yeah. trophy up for grabs on that one too. Minnesota's playing teams tough this year. What do you think? Oh, I mean, first and foremost, I mean, you kind of hit, hit the nail on the head, really. Just another tough team. But, I mean, you're playing Big Ten football in November, so – Every team you play is going to be tough, and they're good on both sides of the ball and special teams as well. 
I know from a special teams point of view, they really cleaned things up the last couple of years. Um, a couple of years ago, they were kind of all over the place, but now not in a, you don't really know like what to expect, but they've just really simplified a lot of things, and I think that's really benefited them um, a lot. But yeah, they've um, they've made pretty light work of some um, pretty decent teams this year, so yeah, it's certainly going to be a challenge. You got a friend on the special team side of Minnesota? I do, yeah. Well, one of my um, good mates, Mark, yeah, he's the punter for Minnesota, so yeah, probably the ga- the one game I look forward to the most each year because um, I get to see him. He's, yeah, he's one of my good buddies and we train together back home in Australia. And he's from Perth, Australia, so he would come and stay at my house um, quite regularly too. So, yeah, really, really nice dude. And Brian Mark's raising money for Count the Kicks as well. Isn't that cool? They're both teamed up this week, so they're both uh, supporting us. And that would kind of led to one of the other questions that I, I didn't get a chance to ask earlier. So Count the Kicks, that's a national campaign, correct? Correct. Yeah, yeah. so then... There's a lot of different individuals, Tori, not not being the only one, but you mentioned Mark is also doing it too. Anybody else in the Big Ten that's helping out right now? Um, I think those are our Big Ten. We actually have um, the greatest participation or numbers-wise are high school athletes, actually. We've got over 100 high school athletes all over the country. And then we have um, a couple of NFL players as well. So. Are you ready to switch over to the Marshall Exchange program? I've got some more Australian news stories this week, Tori. Yeah, sure, whatever. Just fire them away. Um, I'll start here. A Sydney restaurant owner says that she's received several death threats earlier this year. Why in the world would she receive death threats at all? What do you think, Tori? I mean, she's in Sydney. You said that Sydney is a little tough. Well, there are a bunch of snobs in Sydney, so it wouldn't surprise me. I don't know. What, what did she do? So death she's threats. It's pretty extreme. It is. She's using a robot waitress amid pandemic staff shortages. The Matterhorn is a Swiss restaurant on Sydney's North Shore. She recently spent 28000 Australian on a high-tech oh robot God. waitress to help carry plates and take customer orders. Robot named Bella also sings happy birthday to customers, as singing in indoor restaurants is currently not permitted in the state under COVID regulations. You know what's crazy? If you if we were talking about this in 20, in 20 years' time, I feel like there'd, there'd be a little bit of normality. You know what I mean? Right. I feel like that's the way the world's going to be. So, yeah, death threats is uh, quite the extremity. But The death threats came from an email insinuating that the restaurant was, quote, part of the right-wing prefecture that was facilitating robots taking over the world. So, it's, uh, Kate, you heard it. In 20 years' time, Tori wants robots to take over the world. Excellent. I believe it. I'm not saying that, but I'm just saying I wouldn't be surprised if it happened. <laughs> Uh, as long as they can punt. Oh, that would that would be a bad thing for Tori. Yeah, because I've watched some of these special uh, robots that they put together to punt the football, and they the, the robot can bring its leg all the way up back here that Tori cannot do. He can't do that. Definitely not. No. <laughs> uh, the other story. This one, Kate. I know this is the first episode that you've done of the Jock to Jock podcast, so I have to apologize for some of the content that comes. Oh, don't apologize. All good. I can tell you my husband would be mortified that I am on that. I am not eligible for a podcast titled Jock to Jock. I can tell you that I my athletic ability is zero. So it's pretty funny. But the only reason I'm on Jock to Jock is because I'm a disc jockey. So I don't have the athletic (laughs) ability either. So, Tori, the second story today. An Australian's woman's trip to a beach led to a bizarre discovery, which she shared in a series of now viral videos on TikTok. She was in North Queensland's Magnetic Island. 
you know where that's at at all? Well, it's in North Queensland. Yeah, I mean, that's a good guess, I guess. <laughs> I actually don't. I don't think I've ever heard of it. What, are, what were they finding? So, the warm, crystal clear waters and the long, beautiful beaches, she says in the video, it's massive. Look! And she puts her foot next to the item for scale. The video triggered hundreds of responses from people who became in, invested in the discovery. Kate said you wanted to participate. Uh, <laughs> what do you think this woman found on this beach in Australia? I mean, it has to be some kind of animal, right? Like, mm-hmm. Yep, you're on the right track. Okay. Um, massive. I don't know. Don't they only have kangaroos in Australia? Isn't that it, Tori? Oh, I- shut up, would you? <laughs> Spiders. Oh. A spider. I'm going to go with spider. How about that? I'm going to go with spider. Tori, she's right uh, along the lines of it being related to an animal in some way, shape, or form. Stingray, is it? Uh, does come from the water, I will just tell you now. Many have concluded that while it looked like an octopus's tail, they concluded that the strange object found in Queensland's beach was that of a whale's penis. Oh, God. Oh, my God. <laughs> People were mocking this on TikTok. One person, <laughs> quote, was saying, Willie, lost his Willie. And another person That's said, oh, wild. Uh, it's even worse. Somebody else also said he's just called Moby now. Um, <laughs> but in this case, they say that sometimes whales, when they fight, may or may not try to bite each other. And this could have been the product of that. Oh, God. So while there's no snakes and spiders in Australia, there's a pretty good chance that if I go swim in the water, your father, you should probably warn your father to stay away from whales so they don't bite him. Yes. Don't run in the whale dicks. (laughs) They're called dorks. Did you know that? Dorks. There you go. (laughs) No, I I, I didn't know that. I don't really spend too much time um, educating myself on... um, mammal penises but that's okay i think that's a quote from the episode (laughs) (laughs) tori taylor not only counting the kicks but not educating himself on whale well you know you can go from the remainder of the rhyme there yeah that's what i got for the marshall exchange program i found those two stories and i go this one's perfect for tori this week yes yes not realizing that that we'd have somebody from a wonderful organization that <laughs> they're the rest of the organization is going to listen and go, I'm sorry, you did what now? <laughs> no, what, what, what all have I media done? is good media, I guess. Right. We'll take it. <laughs> <laughs> what have I done, Tori? <laughs> Tori uh, and Kate, Kate, one more time. Can you please give the uh, websites and where people can find count the kicks? Yes. Count the kicks.org is where you can find information about, um, our stillbirth prevention campaign, Count the Kicks. You can download our free Count the Kicks app on the app store. So expecting parents in the third trimester should go there. And if you would like to support Tori's Every Kick Counts campaign, you can visit everykickcounts.com or you can go directly to his page at bit.ly forward slash Tori Taylor. Tori, anything else you'd like to add to the audience going into the Minnesota game? Kind of like always. We're really excited for the opportunity. And, yeah, the, the season's still alive. And, yeah, there's a lot that's going to happen, I think. Also got that Nebraska game where you got to beat them up at the end of the year. You know that, right? Absolutely. Yeah, so I can carry the trophy off. 
<laughs> I will include this little bit as we wrap up our program. The views that were expressed and some of the stories that were told in this program do not necessarily represent Kate Safras and the Count the Kicks program or Tori Taylor and his involvement <laughs> in the Jock to Jock podcast. <laughs> well, I know, like me and Kate didn't mention it. You did. So it's all on you, Brian. Oh. Yeah, that's okay. You guys, I appreciate you guys uh, spending time with us. Kate, thanks for hanging out. Oh, thanks for having me. Enjoyed it. Appreciate it as always, Brian. Thank you. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Jock to Jock podcast presented by Rock 108 and sponsored by I'm on Communications. Experience the I'm on difference.